couple of quick plugs before we start today's show. If you want to follow us on Twitter, our handle is at Narbos Podcast. If you want to email us, our email address is narbosandbroomheads at gmail.com. Hit us up with your comments on future episodes of Degrassi Junior High and Degrassi High. And if you want to be on a future episode, let us know as well and we'll try to set something up. You can also uh, follow our show on all of the podcast platforms, including iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and uh, Spotify. So please give us a follow and subscribe on any of those sites, and uh, you will be able to get us pushed to you every single week. The theme music for this show is brought to you by a band called Ew, You're a Girl and Girls Suck. They are a punk band from here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, and their Bandcamp page is iagags.bandcamp.com. That's E-Y-A-G-A-G-S dot bandcamp.com. They used to watch Degrassi episodes when they took breaks from recording back in the 90s. Uh, anyways, that's about it for the plugs. Let's get to this week's episode. Narbos and Broomheads, and uh, this week we are not covering an episode of Degrassi High, Degrassi Junior High, Degrassi The Next Generation, Degrassi the fucking movie, Degrassi Goes to Hollywood, Degrassi in Space, uh, Degrassi Babies, yeah, Degrassi Babies, Degrassi and the Muppets, it's, uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, none of those things, we are actually going to do a documentary about Degrassi, Um, and hot take to start things off, kind of like not a great documentary, but, (laughs) you know. It was 45 minutes of something. Uh, So we're going (laughs) to review it today. It was called The Degrassi Story. Uh, You can find it on YouTube. It was was posted a few days ago on our Narbos and Broomheads uh, Twitter account, at Narbos Podcast. If you haven't watched it, well, TS, we're going (laughs) to tell you about it anyways. But before we do, (laughs) I am one of your pals. My name is Alan, and on Twitter and on the other one, Instagram, and on the TikToks, uh, I am at Slip with Five Eyes or Slip. Let's pass this one over to Arlo. Hi, I'm Arlo. Uh, Alan, how's your lower body injury going? It wasn't. Yeah. In- I mean, I was feeling something. I don't know if it was an injury. <laughs> <laughs> the E must have kicked in. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I'm Arlo, uh, coming to you from uh, Regina, Saskatchewan, and you can follow me on Instagram at A-R-L-O-E-S-C-O-T-T, and uh, yeah, I'm happy to be here. I actually only watched half the documentary, 
because I thought I had an hour before we were recording, but I had no time because of daylight savings time. For Yay. for our American listeners, we still have daylight savings time in almost all of Canada, except where Arlo lives. Uh, yeah. Saskatchewan has been on the same time since 1925, and... <laughs> So when we so changed... the last time there was daylight savings time, I was like all ready to go and record, and nobody was logging in, and I was freaking out and thinking that there was some kind of horrible, massive disaster on the east coast. <laughs> I love how that's the first conclusion. Oh, they're not in. on. A nuclear bomb must have gone off in all of eastern Canada. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> this last time there was daylight savings time, I was just like, dude, did it? I thought I had so much time and then I'm like looking at my phone and I'm like fuck daylight fucking savings time again so yeah anyway I'm gonna be pulling a Courtney and uh, flying bl- blind for the, the second part of the documentary unfortunately but it'll I mean, be nice to hear what happened if only uh, there was a Degrassi episode about doing your homework at the last minute and the consequences <laughs> of it <laughs> if only <laughs> I'm uh, gonna send it over to uh, Ottawa, I guess. Oh, hi, hi, hi! What's up, everybody? Yes, I'm here in O Town. Um, nothing exciting to report. We discussed at great length the COVID situation last week. Um, yeah, so I guess all there is left to say is uh, check me out on Instagram, uh, Courtney and our podcast at Norbos and Broomheads podcast. And again, uh, keep an eye on it next week for our live anniversary episode. I have a little surprise up my sleeve for all you Instagrammers. It's going to be fun. That's all I'm going to say uh, before I chuck it over to the East Coast. Mm, hey, 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 it's me, your friend Ted. From the east coast of Canada. And we have zero COVID cases today. Hurrah, hurrah. Go rockers. That's not what we call ourselves. <laughs> That'd be funny if we did. I'm like, Barbie and the rockers? <laughs> Let's think of the the, the new rockers with no. Marty Gennetti. And who was Bob Holly, was it? No, Leaf Cassidy, wasn't it? Oh, sorry. Yeah, so uh, I'm Ted. I'm part of the new rockers, me and Marty Gennetti. And we're over here in Torbay, Newfoundland. So you can follow me and me and my buddy Marty at Sewa3 on Instagram. Careful, Marty doesn't murder you. Oh, and Barry's very upset. I was like, hmm, who shall I pick for my tag team partner? Barry or Marty Gennetti? Okay, (laughs) no, I'd pick you, Barry, any day of the week. Yeah, and I'm Barry. You can follow me on Twitter at Barry R. Flynn. Or if you want to add me to ICQ, my ICQ number is 1316825. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Is that legit? Is that legit? No, I, I don't know what it is. <laughs> uh, That's great. ICQ was great. I, I have a lot of fond memories of it. Uh oh. No, not really. <laughs> is that it? Still, it still exists. So you, can, you can download the app in the old app store there if you want to. Oh, can damn. you? Downloading yeah. right now. Uh, so next episode, we are going to be recording, uh, live. And so that recording is taking place on March 26th, starting at 7.30 PM Eastern time. You can find the event on Facebook. Just look for Narbos and Broomheads and it will come up as our one year anniversary event, or you can join our Facebook group, 
Narbos and Broomheads, and there will be information there as well. But if you log in at 7.30, again, Eastern Time, and there is no more time change this week, so it shouldn't screw you up, Arlo. Uh, (laughs) um, Yeah, log on in, and you will find us. We're going to be recording the first two episodes of Season 2 of Degrassi, The Next Generation, known as When Doves Cry, where we're introduced to, like, Craig, and he just gets a storyline. Like, <laughs> it's just like, yeah. who the fuck is this guy? And it, the whole story is about him. So, good for you, Craig. Uh, anyways, we've done this a number of times. Uh, we enjoy it. I know we've got a lot of the regulars that are going to be uh, tuning in. Looking forward to uh, having some fun on a Friday during a lockdown. Um, Woo! <clears throat> also, I think that we should implement, like, a vaccine check around the board every episode now. Um, mm. I am oh, Alan, yeah. not idea. vaccinated. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, who do you think we'll get a first out of all you, of us do you think we'll, we should take bets like who do you think of us will get it first Saskatchewan is on 60 to 64 in terms of age range right now so I don't know where you guys are <laughs> I think Saskatchewan's <laughs> got the best pace right now but it won't take a but lot but also the best pace of cases <laughs> yes <laughs> but it also won't take it won't take a lot for uh, Newfoundland to get you know, yeah. to kind of pass them, you just kind of have to have a couple True. of good days, and you should be uh, in better shape. I think I'm going to be last. Well, I mean, obviously the provinces with lower populations. I mean, as long as the supply keeps up, yeah, have an True. advantage in that way. But Arlo still has that background in stagecraft, and she's going to go to the cupboard and put some flour in her hair and like look <laughs> old and put on a shawl and walk in. It's like. Sonny, I need the vaccine. <laughs> I'm an old woman. Can't you see? And they're like, we had to give this old lady the vaccine. <laughs> well, That's right. If, if you would believe what our premier Doug Ford would say, there is fucking no supply here in Ontario, which is why they're having a hard time ramping up. I mean, there are only half a million doses sitting there right now waiting for people. But, yeah. you know, there's no supply left. So and by Doug our premiere, Al, yeah, Alan just needs me in his premiere. Yeah, so yes, you have that premiere as well. Yeah, our premiere, our premiere said that everybody should be vaccinated by June, but I do not buy that for the a second. June. Yeah. I buy it. Don't you do? Ours, ours is similar. Oh, yeah. The projection is that everyone over eighteen should have a first shot by the middle of June, as depending <laughs> cool. on supply. So we'll see. It's March March 19th right now, so we'll keep updating you because I know all our listeners care deeply. <laughs> deeply. Deeply. Um, in Ontario, deeply. with Doug Ford, he'll just give you a syringe full of air. He's a fucking like, oaf. Oh, no. He's like, I deal hash better than this. Fuck. <laughs> um, so we also, a couple of episodes ago, talked about, like, you know, if you post something about the show, we'll send you this Melanie book, but it doesn't look like anybody wants it, so... I haven't Aww. seen a single post. Everyone hates Damn us. It. I totally want it. <clears throat> Sorry, I the melody totally book. Totally post something. Um, so if you post something on uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, anything referencing this show and uh, tagging <laughs> us, you'll probably get a fucking Melanie book because we're gonna pick a winner next uh, when we record the live episodes. So, and if nobody <laughs> Only does, fans. Only fans too. Yeah, OnlyFans, please. So. <laughs> Um, but I want it. Speaking of books, uh, very exciting in the mail today. If you recall, a couple of episodes ago, I ordered more books live. Uh, I received yeah. my Shane. <laughs> I received my Shane book today, Woo. Uh, written by Susan Nielsen. Yes, um, Queen. 
I wanted to give read you two passages that I think you would enjoy, both from chapter two. Please um, lay it on us. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this one is mostly for uh, Barry. Are you ready, Barry? Oh, can't wait. Okay. Shane was out on the soccer field practicing his footwork. He had practiced a lot over the summer, and he was determined to make the team this year. He saw his friend, Wiley, approaching him. <laughs> Shane still felt bad about Wiley. He had kind of dumped him when he started hanging around Spike's friends. Wiley was really nice and really smart, which, really? Really, Susan Nielsen? Uh <laughs> But like Shane, he wasn't exactly popular. And uh, so, yeah, I just wanted to talk very quickly because there's a Wiley reference. Nice. Uh, but now did the... We, oh. Did they ever interact at all on the show? Yeah, I think... Uh, wasn't... I oh, no. sport, sports ball. If you recall, when Wheels <laughs> was about to do it with yeah. Stephanie, Wiley and Shane burst into the washroom together. Yes, yes. Okay, that's right. Uh, all right. handle it. Uh, here is uh, the main event, though. Uh, so Shane went off to the party, and boy, did he get into trouble. At the time, though, he was sure it was the best night of his life, because that night, Shane McKay lost his virginity. Uh, so if you recall, everybody, uh, we have read the Spike book, the part where, you know, they fuck. And uh, it wasn't uh, a very flattering portrayal of what happened. <laughs> Here is uh, the Shane version of this encounter. Then he was inside her, and it was an incredible, weird feeling. He had no self-control, and it was over within seconds. But at the time, it didn't matter. What mattered was he'd done it. So, so Shane can confirm one thrust. Yep. Story oh, checks boy. out. Yeah. I, that would be awesome if, like, the Spike book was, like, oh, one thrust and whatever, and then Shane's, like, two hours, I'm a fucking stud. Fucking <laughs> 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 stallion. Fucking fuck machine. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, they are consistent with their stories, so checks out. Um, and, of course, and my favorite part is Shane's, like... Eh, you know, I lost control. It only mattered, or it was only a few seconds. But what really mattered is I fucked. Like, no regard <laughs> for her experience whatsoever. So that's great. Uh, the book, by the way, ends with uh, Shane falling off the bridge, going into a coma, and at the very last, uh, the very last line is when he wakes up from his coma. Which I wish there was like an epilogue where it's like, "You d dumb jerk." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we'll certainly get into uh, Jonathan Torrance's portrayal of Shane, but uh, boy, I don't want to spoil. Like I said, I don't want to spoil it for for Ted, but man, yeah, he likes. Well, it. I, I did know that. Can you? I did know that much. Uh, what season is that? Approximately, you know, three, three. Ah, right on. It's like the very first episodes of three, I think, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, shall we talk about the Degrassi story? See. Yes. Um, there's not a lot of information out there about this thing. Uh, here are the things that I know about it. Uh, it was released in 2005. Uh, CTV released it at the time. CTV, which is a national, like, it's basically like, um, you know, like NBC or CBS, you know, not cable, but, uh, what is it like? Broadcast like a network. Really? It's like Canada's yeah. one network. private national network. So if you were growing up and you didn't have cable, 
you had CTV, you had CBC, which was uh, run by the government, and it's they're not run by the government. It's just the public broadcaster. No, the government Whoa. runs it. It's <laughs> Justin Trudeau yeah. tells them what he's like. Send out the yeah. messages about That's... the yellow packaged foods and how delicious they are to the Canadians. <laughs> okay, okay. Do you feel conservative too? Like, yeah. fuck. <laughs> I'm just yeah. yeah. Who the fuck are you, Andrew Shear? Is Andrew Shear on the line? We, yeah, thanks. Uh, we, we did not get CTV in Newfoundland, for the record. Really? No. Oh, didn't we, you get NTV? We're, CB, we're CTV and NTV. So CKND in Winnipeg. I don't know what it would have been in Toronto. Eventually, a bunch of other stations kind of amalgamated into what is now known as Global. Yeah, there's Global now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and we also in Winnipeg had 13 MTN, uh, which. Yes, you did. Yeah, which showed soft porn at like one in the morning, so it's pretty good. <laughs> Bleu nuit. <laughs> uh, oh, that's so, legacy. <laughs> so CTV was showing the next generation originally here in Canada, so they had the documentary. Uh, the IMDb page is like woefully uh, short in terms of details. Directed by Mike Sheeran, produced by Gord Henderson. And uh, edited by Nick Hector. That's literally the only information. Like, it doesn't even have Stefan Brogren's name uh, anywhere. Um, he probably asked for it to be removed. Can you not, not credit me for this? Uh, it was hard. You know, this was uh, on the internet on YouTube. It is right now. If you look for the Degrassi story, CTV, you'll find it. Um, apparently, it hasn't always been in there. And again, shout out to Rachel for giving us the heads up that it was back. So we all watched it on YouTube. And it's basically like Stefan Brogren uh, driving around, meeting alumni from the original Degrassi series. And they kind of walk you through uh, from kids at Degrassi Street all the way to next gen, though the big focus is on junior high and Degrassi high. Yeah. You make it sound like it's a bad documentary. Like, I, you know, it's an, obviously not a hard hitting documentary, but like, I enjoyed watching it. I think it would be more enjoyable for people who haven't maybe been analyzing what happened to this, like, these people and already know that information for a while now. Yeah. Like, if you really haven't, like, seen, you know, Snake or Joey since you watched the show or something like that you've probably been like that was awesome like for us we've already like sought out this information you've been to degrassi con and all that stuff like there isn't a lot of new information here yes it's definitely for the casual fan so i am being a big time snob you're like yes, you yeah yes, oh boy yeah there's it remedy <laughs> whatever yeah but i mean it was it's i mean i again i only was able to get through half of it but it, <sighs> like it was it was an enjoyable Watch. What an endorsement. I was only able to make it through half of it. No, I, in terms of time. Daylight savings time. <laughs> um, no, I sort of agree in the sense that, like, if you've already watched, like, the Degrassi Palooza and the, and the uh, documentary or whatever that Pat Mastrani released not too long ago, it's, a li- it's not as insightful. Uh, but I actually still liked it. And there's a part at the end, and I won't... Uh, get into spoilers but a part of the end that there that we wouldn't have seen in the in the palooza documentary that actually got me a little teary-eyed uh-huh and also uh this has one of the funniest fucking scenes i think that we've covered in all of the shows we've uh, covered we will get to it as well um you probably have no idea what i'm talking about but just you wait <laughs> i think i have an idea i fucking died <laughs> when it happened so <laughs> 
right, uh, let's get into it then. All right. So, I mean, I'm not going to go in excruciating detail. I'll just kind of describe some, you know, kind of a few of the scenes as we go along and, and just kind of let you talk. Um, so we've got Stefan Brogren. He's driving in his car and, uh, you know, it's got his voiceover. Oh, Degrassi was a show, blah, 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 blah. You know, giving you an intro of the show. Um, but they show clips from the very beginning from Ida Makes a Movie, which was apparently its own kind of standalone thing. And then they decided to turn it into the first episode of a show called Kids of Degrassi Street. Well, there was there was four of them, right? There was four of those short movies. There was like Ida Makes a Movie. I know there was Somebody Buys a Suit. I don't know. And there was two others, and I can't remember what they were, and I wish I had more time because this is like my jam. <laughs> it's about knowledge, but I didn't have time this week. Not um, so smart now, are you? <laughs> but there was four of them, and I, as far as I can tell, they're not available on YouTube. I haven't been able to readily find them. According to kind of the Wikipedia. always wanted to see them. According to the Wikipedia, we have Ida makes a movie, Cookie goes to the hospital, Irene moves in, and Noel buys a suit. Um, and these um, are are available on DVD. I actually bought the DVDs for Kids of Degrassi Street and then never watched them. Um, yeah, uh-huh. I've never watched that show. Yeah. Right. I don't know. How, how many episodes is Kids of Degrassi Street? Anyway, so like twenty six, I think. I think they said twenty nine on the documentary. Based on the uh, Wikipedia, there are twenty six. There were the first four were basically released almost a year apart. So mm. 79, September 79, oh, yeah. September 80, September 81, May of 82, and then well, starting... Well, those were just considered short films at that time. Yeah. Like, and th- they weren't a series of any kind. And then starting in December of 1982, they did... Th- uh, they started kind of going forward from there on a semi-regular basis. And the, the show actually went all the way to 1986. So... They kind of stretched it out. Like, <laughs> oh, I have to wait, like, three more months for the next episode? Man... By the way, there's an episode called Benjamin Walks the Dog, and briefly I thought it said Benjamin Fucks the Dog, which... (laughs) (laughs) So, anyways. I I have seen a few episodes of Kids of the Grassy Street. It used to play on Saturday mornings, I think. I recall one episode where it was like a a crossing guard who ended up passing away. That's the only thing I remember about the show. Mm -hmm. And the scene with Griffin and uh, Mike Nelson. (laughs) <laughs> yeah of course <laughs> of course of course yeah. um, i remember liz going having a thing and she had a little gang but she's not liz and she was like <laughs> and me and my brother thought it was so funny because she'd go we're out of here and she'd snap and like point over her shoulder and me and my brother thought that was so funny <laughs> like we'd be pointing at random things like our <laughs> our crotches or our asses or something <laughs> and just go like okay yeah <laughs> Yeah, so that's the only thing I remember. And I, I got do, pe- I do see the Liz resemblance in that character, and I'm kind of wondering if maybe because we know that Kathy Keenan and also her sister were a part of the Degrassi verse. I'm wondering if it's possible that her brother was too. Yeah, it was like it was like a girl. It was I thought it was Liz. I thought it was the character the who played Liz. No, I don't think so. Oh, much double childhood has been a lie. It was Liz's mom. It was. I Kathy should snap my mom. fingers and <laughs> uh, so jump out my window. Stefan Brogren throughout the episode is carrying on a conversation with Linda Shiler in the kitchen of her house. So 
this is kind of the first conversation here where they talk about the audition process and they talk about how they were looking for local kids, which makes sense because these kids look like local kids. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that has you to be a wig that Linda's wearing, right? <laughs> oh, I didn't even think about that. I don't know. <laughs> It's like in the Why? in the credits Does at the end. Fake? She's it always had no. She's always had that sort of like if Art Garfunkel grew out his hair kind of look. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, How did you know my fantasy? I... <laughs> is it is it LD's wig? Is that what it is? <laughs> <laughs> look, LD, we have matching wigs. <laughs> um, so then Snake goes to what appears to be like Kit Hood's forest compound. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> yeah, down a dirt road. Yeah, he's like down a dirt road, but then it's this giant fucking mansion in like the middle of the mm-hmm. country. Like what? Degrassi like money. That dude. Yeah, Degrassi like that, money, baby. so much money off of Degrassi. Just like we paid the kids nothing, and I got this fucking house. <laughs> um. So then they talk about Phil Earnshaw, who is a cameraman who eventually became a director. So they're talking to him as well. And they all basically talk about how they learned as they went along. So you can kind of see it in the episodes. They're just like, we didn't know what the fuck we were doing, but we figured it out. Yeah, yeah. that's very clear. Yeah. They didn't even have to say it. Uh, we get a montage of clips from the kids at Degrassi Street. And then we very quickly move on to Degrassi Junior High. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think at one and point, scenes. was it Stefan Brogren who says it or Linda? But they say something like... We did 26 episodes and then we kind of ran out of ideas or any yeah. credible storylines for this age group. So we had to <laughs> after move that on. suit after that suit one, they couldn't figure out anything after that. <laughs> like, okay, yeah, he bought his suit. I guess we're done. <laughs> Peaked out. I mean, really, 26 episodes. Like, how many fucking seasons was Mister Rogers on? Like, I feel like if you really wanted to continue writing for a younger age group, you could have. Uh, the last just saying the last episode of the kids at Degrassi Street was called Griff Gets a Hand. So then he moves yeah. to junior high and it's <laughs> Griff Gets a Hand Job from Stephanie. That's what Griff gets a handy, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell anybody. <laughs> uh, so when we go to junior high, we do a little montage of clips of Joey Jeremiah, of course, which again would make sense for the casual viewer because that's who you remember. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a, the clips of Joey introducing himself, right? Joey F. Jeremiah, Joey D. Jeremiah, D for Dick. Um, <laughs> and Stefan brings Tim Hortons to Pat Mastroni's place. Very Roll shady. up the rim to win. Yeah. Season. Oh, nice. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he asks Pat and Linda about Pat's audition, and uh, Pat says that he mispronounced philosophy in the audition and Linda says as soon as they auditioned him they were like that's it like we don't need to keep going with that one interesting I mean who else could have been Joey if like yeah. I'm, you know there I'm sure there were people who auditioned that well actually I don't I was gonna say there are some who didn't make the show in any capacity but looking at those kids I think they just let everybody in in some capacity <laughs> yeah. but between people who made the cast like who could, who else could have been Joey well, I Alex. mean, it's not the it's not the best Wiley. casting strategy in general, honestly, to see the first guy and just be like, I don't need to see anymore. It's just like, well, you could still see more, though. Mike <laughs> Nelson. <laughs> 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 yeah, Wiley, Wiley could have been fantastic as Joey. Uh, we'll never know. So 
Linda Shiler talks about wanting to cast kids who looked vulnerable, and they focus on Amanda Steptoe, uh, Spike. A snake goes to visit her, and they show clips of Spike and Shane, who are, um, you know, went through the storyline of her getting pregnant, as I just read in the book. They fucked for five seconds, and here comes Emma. Ugh. Worst five seconds in the history of humanity. <laughs> what a yield. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god um, he asks Amanda about when she found out about the storyline and she was like at the read through so they <laughs> opened up the script and it's like you fucking and that was kind of also Amanda Steptoe looking killer in this documentary oh, yeah. she looks great <laughs> not that she doesn't in the show but yeah just pointed it out uh, she says that she hadn't had sex when she was playing this role and I thought like I hope not like you were a child but uh, she hadn't. And my my favorite part here is how fucking, like, people are so dumb, right? Like, people thought she was really pregnant, so they sent baby clothes and stuffed animals to her in the mail. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, real. I think I was that stupid. You were a child. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I did dumb stuff and believe dumb stuff, so maybe... I don't know. I think it's fine yeah. that people believe I that. Mean, I'm sure it wasn't like, like adults mailing her stuff. Like, dude, people yeah, but... are still dumb though. Like, I'm just thinking of like jo- like the guy who played Joffrey in Game of Thrones or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just like people are actually mean to him when he like, <laughs> leaves the house and stuff. And he's like, it's just a show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like people can't separate the character, man. That's so fucking weird. It's um, so weird. Yeah. Um, the other thing I thought, and this is sort of a recurring theme through when uh, Stefan Brogren sits on uh, Amanda Steptoe's like, front porch or whatever, I'm like, does she live in Toronto? If so, that fucking house is probably worth like $2 million right now. Oh, yeah. Good for her. <laughs> she invested that Degrassi money and uh, she's off to the races. <laughs> okay. eh, we don't know. Exactly. Maybe she lives yeah. there with like eight roommates. <laughs> we, don't, we don't know. <laughs> I'd be like, is Emma home? Can we talk to her too? Like, <laughs> is Patrick there? <laughs> uh, so then they talk about how they covered other topics, and we quickly get a montage of some of the stuff they cover. So we have the class where Mr. Garcia tells the kids they can get AIDS by shaking hands. <laughs> uh, Wheels and Dad fucking or not fucking on the beach, <laughs> talking about fucking on the beach. It'd be a very different episode. <laughs> We get hardcore pornography. Just, yeah, it's great. With a little white dog. Uh, Rick's dad beating up Rick. Alexa telling Michelle to talk about her period. Yick and Arthur calling Dr. Sally. And Joey and Wheels buying condoms. Uh, so great. Kid Hood's mom in the background. <laughs> uh, they tell the story that we've told before about how Pat stole a van, which apparently they, like, I've only heard, like, oh, he stole the van. And then it sounds like he kind of like put the van into drive and drove it ten feet. Like, yeah, I don't think it was a joy ride by any means. Yeah, it feels like a very exaggerated story of what happened in real life. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wasn't allowed in the van for a month because of that, but of course they made the storyline into a script. That would be the episode "Trust Me," <laughs> where they let Joey then drive for real around Toronto. So, what a lesson! Fine. Lesson learned. It's fine. Uh, they show, <laughs> they then show Degrassi Junior High burning down, and Stefan's like, 
burn down the school. I guess that's it. And then they go to commercial, and I wrote, what a cliffhanger. <laughs> Did they? Was that the end? We'll see. Um, so we come back, and we are now on to Degrassi High. They're like, well, we moved to high school. And uh, there is a cameo in the clips of Wheels' ponytail. Nice. Ooh, I saw it. I didn't miss it. Oh yeah, <laughs> did did they interview the ponytail for? Uh, the no, <laughs> no press, please. <laughs> <laughs> I live a pri- I live a private life now. <laughs> Get off of my property. <laughs> uh, I'll shoot you. I have a gun. Jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Pro gun, okay. Reveals the ponytail. Relax, buddy. Fine. Uh, they show clips of the initiations that kids went through in the uh, at the start of high school, and then they decide that they're going to talk about the naked Joey storyline. Um, I guess that's what, like again for if you watch the whole series and then you kind of go back ten years later if you haven't been following it. I guess most people would remember that. I'm not sure, like. It should be a very memorable episode, but I wouldn't even put it in my top ten. No, I yeah, I I think though, like you said, like to the just casual viewer, that episode's pretty like memorable. Like you just remember when you walk through the cafeteria naked. Yes, isn't People it in remember. the opening song of this podcast? Yes, it is. Or in, in in the closer, I can't remember. I would walk through the calf naked. Yeah, <laughs> I don't listen to the opening, so I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> A couple of quick plugs. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Joey reveals. Uh, so then Joey reveals uh, that the car that he has, and so like they're talking in in front of Joey's house. He's got this fucking car that's uh, you know a classic car that's been made up. And he reveals that this car is the same car that Joey bought on the show. Um, and I'm tr- I'm trying to think if I believe him. <laughs> yeah, Which he, they said say. he owned at the time. Yes. Yeah. I think yes. This is, by the way, the start of the greatest storyline of this. Uh, of oh this my documentary. god! I fucking so much. Fucking I fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So awkward. Uh, I mean, why would you not believe him? I don't know. Like, really? Yeah. Like you. You you kept the car and refurbed it and I, I you mean, drive it around. A lot of work put into that car. Like it's kind of like you know that thing where like if you have a ship and you replace the mast and you replace the hull and you replace the body, is it the same ship? <laughs> yeah. Like, like you know, like this looks like a car that's like everything has been replaced on it. Is it the same car? It's, I don't. It's the know. original rear view mirror. <laughs> like like if he was like it's the same make and model I'd be like okay plausible and if, and then if he goes on it's like same year I'm like okay plausible but he's like he's he is making it clear like this is the car I'm like no it's it like isn't. yeah it's the same car I just rebuilt the engine and replaced the frame and then repainted it and then replaced all the seats like I'm like it's not the same car that car wouldn't even run in the show Joey it's not real <laughs> you had to push it to your parking spot Joey. Uh, so this is the start of the fucking car. Uh, it's, it's had a lot of work put into it, obviously. Very obviously. Uh, he talks about when it was revealed to him that he was going to walk through the cafeteria naked. He had some hesitancy. And then his parents were like, do it. 
<laughs> that made me laugh so hard. <laughs> I don't know, Mom. They want me to walk naked through the calf. Like, mm, do it. Show it's your dick funny. to Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, I, yeah, it sounds like it's a theme where the producers and writers did not inform the actors at all until like they sat down and got the scripts for the first time. Now, Joey, when that episode was filmed, I believe was 19 or older. I, he mm-hmm. must have been because I, I mean, 18 or 19. Probably. Yeah, like I can't imagine yeah. for a minor. <laughs> the adults are like, all right, surprise. <laughs> Get naked. <laughs> well, we know that, like, in the episode where he stole the car and he stands up and he says, like, don't I look 16 or whatever it is? He actually was 16 in that episode. In his tidy so, whitey underwear? Yeah, in his tidy yeah. whitey underwear. Mm-hmm. So, the, 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 I mean, obviously it's not the joke to ask. The joke is just that he looks super scrawny. But, like, the joke on set is that he actually was 16 at that time. Um, mm-hmm. So, he actually could also drive the car legally at that time. Um so I I feel like the cafeteria incident was at least a season or two later. So he had to have been at least eighteen. <laughs> Joey, in that scene where he said, "Am I don't I not look sixteen?" is I yeah. believe what the kids refer to as a twink. In, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Only at the gay bar. <laughs> mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we get another montage of clips, and in the background we've got everybody wants something playing. Um, and I didn't actually, uh, I actually didn't actually know what the clips were. I was just like, all right. You know, like fast forward, fast forward, fast <laughs> forward. Uh, so then we get more. I was, honestly, during this part, I was kind of thinking like, eh, didn't we get enough of the fucking ceremony? Like during the show, maybe we can show a few clips of like people who aren't Snake Joey and Wheels. I, I mean, according know. to this documentary, there were four characters throughout Degrassi. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's, they barely deal with like. I mean, I shouldn't actually say that. They get a little in depth, right? Like you get Yik and BLT in there, but like we don't and really the twins. Yeah, who they yeah. never call by name. They just call them the twins. <laughs> twin A, Twin B. They and they do shout out the fetus doll, which I appreciated. Uh, so a lot of screen time. <laughs> <laughs> so more clips of Pat and his fucking car, which I wrote here. Um, him and Stefan talk about him getting action in the car, which I believe as much as I believe that that's the real car. And then these two fuckers, like this is real life that they're talking on camera, refer to each other as studly guys. (laughs) Like when, when they put that in the show, I was like, no one talks like that. Well, apparently I was wrong. Well, they were being sarcastic. They were just like, yeah, we were really studly guys. Ha ha ha. I don't know. No, I'm pretty sure I, after they said that, it was Stefan, I think it was, or Joey. One of them said, like, yeah, it's kind of funny how they tried to make us like that, but we're both not, like, we're both the opposite of that or something. Like, I think they called it out saying that basically they have no game. And we were like, we knew. I mean, we all knew. <laughs> uh, so the twins, Maureen and Angela Dysett, uh, I believe is how you pronounce it. Uh, are the twins who again are unnamed they're just they're the, the twins, twins. Uh, they make reference to the fact that there was a good twin Heather and a bad twin Erica they don't actually say that but we all know mm-hmm. and then uh, yes we uh, get straight to talking about the abortion episode and again they were not warned beforehand uh, when they opened the scripts at the read through they were like well fucking A and they were both happy about it <laughs> Yeah, 
obviously. Yeah. They're like, uh, we've been side characters for too long. Yeah. Yeah, we're done being Stephanie's friends and Lucy's friends. Fuck it. <laughs> Spike's <laughs> friends. Vula's friends. Mm, yeah. Get rid of that baby. <laughs> So they talk about how uh, um, in the, and we talked about this when we uh, reviewed these episodes, I think a new start parts one and two, uh, that in the United States, there was a different ending to the episode than in Canada. So in the United States episode, well, in both episodes, they are walking to the abortion clinic because Erica is going to have her abortion. And before they go up the steps in the U.S., uh, they kind of end the show there, so you're kind of like, did she do it? Even though will she or will she not? Though Ugh. in every episode after this, they're like, she had the abortion. Like they <laughs> widely acknowledge. <laughs> you think Americans were like, where's the baby? <laughs> I, mean, like, I guess. I guess it was for schools, maybe. <laughs> like it was to for like no, no. curriculums that showed it or something like that. Like so, so that it could end on a question instead of being definitive like if you were if it was a standalone episode oh it was because the state is fucking shit and <laughs> uh, well, sorry well, for our american listeners you are. we love you i think our american listeners already know how we feel about them also but, my extended family also not shit just do you think they inserted that ally mcfield baby like the dancing baby <laughs> like it came out of the <laughs> clinic like I'm here. I'm alive. That'd be it's okay, great. everybody. There's like a, a shitty digital 90s edit of like babies in all the scenes with Heather and Erica. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's all glitchy and stuff. Yeah. Mama. She, she had the baby. <laughs> She's standing in her locker like talking and there's a baby like in her arms, but it's not really in her arms. It's just kind of attached to her. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it's all dubbed in in like the episodes with Liz or whatever. And Erica's just like, I, you know, you, I didn't have the abortion. <laughs> yeah, the si- and the sign she Baby. puts on her locker says, congrats, it's a girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then despite all like tons of characters that are like hardly referenced at all, they do make a specific reference to the fetus woman, and we show her being like, "What about your baby? baby. <laughs> it's your Don't baby. Eat baby. Don't eat your baby." <laughs> um, that made me so happy that Stephen Berglin said that. Like, because yeah, they were discussing the alternate endings, and in in the states, we see Heather rush up and be like, "Are you sure?" And then it pauses on Erica not answering. And then he's like, oh, so you don't see the lady with the fetus doll? <laughs> I wish that they told us more about her. I know. Me too. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's get a cameo from Stefan Brogren and ask him to yeah. explain. <laughs> explain what happened with the lady with the fetus doll. <laughs> or just if you don't remember, then just give us an impression, Stefan Brogren. Your yeah. baby. <laughs> um, so they then say, you know, we covered some serious issues. And then they gloss over <laughs> Okay, so they gloss over these scenes. So Dwayne and AIDS, and we have the conversation with uh, Nick, the, you know, you're gay and you have AIDS and they all deserve it. Like, it's great. Uh, Scott and Kathleen, Shane, after he fell off the bridge, talking about kicking people in the head, and, and Snake finding dead Claude. And you don't really 
hear it until you get to the scene with Snake finding Claude because it's a you know in the in the actual show there's no music right it's just him in the bathroom he opens the door and sees Claude well in this episode there's fucking like upbeat organ music playing in the background it's like like it's so fucking doesn't fit whatsoever with what they're showing Um, I just cannot get over his pointy shoes and how much he looks like the witch under the house. (laughs) Oh, you think that's what they're going for? Is that an Easter egg or an homage? It has to be. The way his like the way his feet are pointed sideways, like it just looks exactly like the witch in the house. And I am pretty sure that's not an homage. Mm. Snake, snake takes his. Like, no, it's gonna be great. Snake takes his boots, and then he goes with the zit remedy and Simon, and they have to go on a mission to fucking get get Shane home. And then they're chased. There's no place like home. Yeah. There's no place like home. Except when he gets home, his parents are like, "You can stay here if you're not gay." <laughs> <laughs> and he clicks <laughs> and he clicked his heels and goes dead leaves autumn leaves dead leaves autumn leaves uh, so we then get uh, Stefan having a conversation with Silek uh, Saint Sanasi uh, who played Yik uh, he is at the car auction so J- Pat oh, sorry God. so Pat has decided that this fucking car, he is going to auction it off. And there is a car auction in Toronto. And he is very excited about this. And he is also very excited because he's like, what if a fan bought this car? He is hoping that a fan will buy the car. <laughs> and, like, he went into a pretty deep, like, like <laughs> think on this. He's like, you know, like, this was a part of... And, like, I'm ready to part with it. It'd be so great if, like, a fan wanted this. And, like, oh, I was like, are you fucking, like... <laughs> like, you actually think this is going to happen? I, I mean, I think it could happen, but, like, not at a regular car auction. Like, if he had been able to see into the future and know that there would be a Degrassi Palooza, and, like, he... <laughs> put the car out for like a fucking Degrassi Palooza <clears throat> raffle or like a fucking Degrassi <laughs> Palooza auction. Like it would have sold to some fucking fanatical crazy person. Absolutely. So quickly. Or like people would have like a, like a raffle where like you win the car. Like he could have made so much money on that. Of course in 2005 like he had no way of knowing that there would be a Degrassi Palooza in the future. So, so without spoiling it just yet uh, everybody listening right now which of these two things is more likely? <laughs> Uh, the car gets purchased by somebody who puts it in the Canadian Museum or nope. something else. <laughs> it hurts my heart a little bit. Like, I know that Alan probably found it hilarious. But I fucking I, died. It, it was the it, greatest it, thing ever. It made me feel so sad. And I was yeah. like, why would, you, why would you keep this in the documentary? It just makes me feel sad. Everybody just make something up, yeah. Uh, well, so, Not spoiling it. Not spoiling it, but it's in the same part. It's in the same ballpark as somebody looking at him going, and and uh, Pat Mastriani looking at him going, "What are you gonna do with it?" He's like, he's a step away from going. Eh, I'm just gonna strip it down and break it up parts <laughs> and sell it for, for the blocks. Oh, <laughs> fucking fantastic! 
Yeah, very close. And wasn't Ashley at this uh, auction too? The actress that played Ashley? Oh, I didn't see her. Maybe. I, I mean, this I was this was after Next Gen, so I'm sure there were some of them. Yeah, I saw a quick flash, and I thought, thought the same. I was like, oh, wait, is that Ashley? But it was really quick, so I didn't bother to check. Um, I was too mortified by Pat Mastrani's, like, <laughs> belief that some fucking super fan would come to this fucking car auction and be like, 20000 Just the wrong venue. Just the wrong venue. Man. Uh, if that was Clutch's car, I would have been there. <laughs> <laughs> so they it, we Clutch. Uh, they show clips of Yik in the series, and then I I love this part. It's like fucking a Family Guy segue where Yik's like, and then remember the time we did Schools Out, and that's yeah. like their 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 cue to cut to talking about Schools Out. Mm. Um, I also was this the part where they interview Yik, and they're like, like, do you wish it would have gone on longer or something? He's like, no, I'm so glad it was over. <laughs> that's why I like schools out because it meant it was over. Yes. <laughs> well, you did say that they like all kind of partied during that time and they were all like sequestered in a hotel and like that must have been really fun. Like I bought it that that was like a really fun time for everybody. They were in Trent filming the lake scene and so they all got to stay in a hotel but they weren't allowed to venture out. So Silic thanks the bellhop for getting them booze. Yes. And I thought that hotel you stayed at did not have a bellhop. No. <laughs> like I'm, I've been to a lot of super eights. There are no bellhops. <laughs> um, and that's so Trent. That's in Peterborough, right? Trent. Um, I don't know. Should I look it up? Let's Sounds fun like facts it. about Trent, Ontario. Uh, wait. Oh, tr- okay. Or is it Trentin? I thought you said I'm Trent. I think they said Trent because remember. I thought you said Trent, but I'm not that up on like Ontario geography either. Yeah, I put in Trent, Ontario. Nothing came came up. If you're from Trent, can you tell us, please? Any any listeners? <laughs> well, because we had a discussion when we were reviewing schools out, and nobody really knew where this like lake cottage was, right? Like nobody had uh, a real idea. I think it's Trent University. I don't think there's a Trent. Oh, Ontario. Trent University is in Peterborough. There's Trent Hills. Maybe that. Yeah, I don't know. Someone tell us. We're we're really good at I our research. Assu- yeah, I just assume they stayed at Trent, but Trent doesn't have bellhops either. <laughs> um, Perhaps he was using bellhop for want of a a better descriptor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Uh, so then the highlight, as we've been alluding to, of this whole fucking documentary, uh, at the car auction, Pat Mastriani drives the fucking car up on the stage and they announce like, this car is driven by Pat Mastriani of Degrassi, whatever. Like they introduce him as being from Degrassi. I assume they talk about the fucking car and the history of it. And then the auction begins, and in the end, the car is sold for $14,500 Canadian. And the person who bought it is Terry. So, Terry. <laughs> so Pat and Terry are standing by the car after Terry has bought it. And Pat is like, hey, Terry, what, uh, what do you think you're going to do with the car? And Terry's like, I'm going to resell it. <laughs> well, first yeah, he's like, like, oh, did, did you, you buy it for yourself? Yeah. Did you buy it for someone else? Like, maybe a fan of Degrassi? Like, maybe your your granddaughter? Mm. And he's, What's like, that? he's like, no, I'm going to flip it. 
you can pause it and see the second that Pat Matriani's heart breaks into. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Terry and when the- Terry does not give a fuck about Degrassi or Joey or anything. He's just got fucking dollar signs in his eyes because he's like, I bought this car was undersold by this fuckface, and I'm gonna make some mad cash. Well, he probably and he probably won't even mention its history to the next person he sells it to. Nope, definitely. He's just like, I've got this Mustang. Like, he does not have any fucking clue whatsoever about any Degrassi legacy at all. And it's, it's cringeworthy, but I was so happy. It's fucking I, amazing. Didn't they lower the reserve on it, too? Did you always see something about lowering the reserve? Yeah. Oh, at so some point, at some point wow. when, he, when they crossed the threshold of bids, yeah, Pat was like, okay, yeah, we're selling it. Oh, okay. Oh, I, I just... I can't believe he's like, yeah, let's keep this in. <laughs> <laughs> keep this in the documentary because it makes me look great. <laughs> and when it's rolling onto the floor, they say, uh, this uh, 1973 Mach 1 Mustang. It, and also it was owned by Pat Mastriani of Degrassi. And it cut to the crowd. And you couldn't have an older, whiter audience <laughs> who does not give a shit about who this person is. Like, nobody looks around like, oh, yeah, there's no nods, there's no nothing. It's a I'm fucking like, car what? auction. They don't care about the history of the car. <laughs> Why would you do that? Yeah. Like, if now, if you turned to the crowd and said, this was actually originally owned by Bo Duke from... Uh, <laughs> Dukes of Hazard. Okay, we got some. This is Kit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Knight Rider. Yeah. This yeah. is owned by Arthur Fonzarelli. <laughs> you can bang on the hood and it'll play music. And again, there were probably some some Degrassi fans in the crowd who were like, "That fucking car couldn't even start. It's a piece of shit. <laughs> piece of shit. You only paid three grand for that piece of shit. <laughs> they should have played. They should have played a clip." Of uh, oh no sorry that was Wheels' car sorry <laughs> Shane being like I put a bag over my head if I was driving that piece of shit. You should have that car in auction. Wheels is uh, Wheels' car. Uh, After the accident, I'll beat the shit. <laughs> like, I will say though, I did dwell on this scenario for quite a while, especially considering like currently Pat Mastrani and Stacy Mustachian have an auction going on right now on Facebook. At least it's to fans, though. At least they know people are buying that shit or probably people don't give a shit. I mean, if they don't give a shit, they're at least going to put it on a resale site to sell to fans. And a fan will end up with it. And that's what I I say Terry's on that auction now buying up every piece of every shitting, everything he can. (laughs) He's just slipping like, it all. In the morning, feeling got to get to school. Hey, Terry, what are you going to do with this poster? Resell it. <laughs> yeah, uh, headband. They uh, do with that Joey dickhead resell. That's the thing is Terry's gonna resell that car because it's a car. He's gonna resell it to another car person. Like with like the auction right now that they have going on, it's like memorabilia. Like it's you know posters and you know articles and clothing and things like that. Like that's not stuff that you can just like. You're not gonna buy a t-shirt to resell, like because it's a t-shirt. <laughs> No, you that's know, you're going to resell point. it it's just, to a fan. Like, who, uh, you know. Like, that's one thing where, like, yeah, they could have expectations that their stuff is going to get some money, right? Because you are selling to people who want to buy and are obsessed with Degrassi. But I just am so curious to know his thinking 
but he's like, I'm going to put this up at a fucking car auction. And somehow everybody that likes Degrassi is going to get word and they're going to come to this car auction and they're going to buy my fucking car. And like, it just. What's what's worse. It's it's almost like, it's not even that. It's like, if I just tell everybody that I was Joey on Degrassi and come up in the car, everybody will at the, cause everyone in Canada cares. So yeah. of course the people at the car auction will be like, fuck, like let me pull <laughs> out my wallet. <laughs> You know, it's not making any money sitting in this fucking driveway. Like, if you need $14,000, you need $14,000. Like, sorry, it'd be nice if it went to a fan, but I guess it had to go. You should have walked through the auction naked. (laughs) 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 People would be like, what the fuck? (laughs) It worked before. And the other thing was that they played it out to the point where they, like, they videoed Pat Mastriani interviewing Terry, basically saying, like, I got this car cheap enough that I can resell it and make money. And also, I don't know who you are. And who are you? (laughs) Terry, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Just, I'm surprised that it stayed in there so bad. Uh, so Stefan Brogren, who ended up, you know, he's made a nice career for himself in Canada, but he does, you know, nicely, I think, talk about now going to L.A. for acting school and then, in his words, hanging out for three years, <laughs> which means not getting work. Uh, so he came back to Canada, but then he talks about people who have made it in L.A. and we see him walking along Santa Monica Beach with Stacy Mistician. So, Mistician? Mistician. Mistician. Sorry. Ugh. What a fan I am. Uh, so I they're only know because my husband is obsessed. Yes. So they're <laughs> so they're walking on the beach in Santa Monica. She has been in LA for eight years, and he asks what her favorite episode was, and she says the epilepsy episode. And so they decide, let's see the seizure. That's all what we wanted to see again. So they show that. And and he's like, you still got it? Can you still do that seizure scene? Do it right now. <laughs> she does it on the beach. She falls Sand into the beach and everywhere. does a seizure. Yeah. Nice and, like nice and soft. She still got it. Uh, still got it. <laughs> they talk about the Caitlyn and Joy relationship. Uh, she says, or Stefan says, you know, Caitlyn got screwed by Joey a lot. And I was like, well, she got screwed once by him <laughs> and then wanted to stay from university. <laughs> actually. Uh, <laughs> actually, what I wrote was not always like, it wasn't always Joey fucking Caitlyn over people, if you recall. Um, right. And they talk about how. Caitlin was always strong-willed, but she kept going back to Joey, and they talk about Claude, and they also talk about when Joey is messing with Tessa, so they kind of go through that all very quickly with her. So what was she doing in in California for eight years? Did they get into that? They do not. (laughs) They're just like, we don't care about what's happened to you. Talk to Grassy. I know that after school's out, um, Stacey Mystician did move out to L.A., with Billy Billy Parrot specifically, and I know that because my husband who is obsessed follows her on all the social medias, and uh, on follows his birthday, her in real life. Yeah, <laughs> she, stalks her. she yeah. said, uh, you know, happy birthday to Billy Parrot. Like he's been like a really supportive force in my life. Blah blah blah. I remember when we moved to LA after school's up. Blah 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 blah. So. Um, I do know that, but I don't really know what's been going on with her career between Schools Out and... I know she did Prom Night 3? 6? Something? Sure. I don't know. Why don't you ask your husband? 
Well, I, I mean, this was the one where what, I was What's she like, doing right now? Yeah, I was like, mind. Well, she's doing workout videos right now. Is what she? Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, like, I mean, like, and right he showed now them in to me, and, she, and she's all just like, she's all just. I love to help people get healthy and work out, and I'm like, she thinks that all the views on her channel are like people are like working out with her and getting healthy, but really it's all these middle aged men who are just like, <laughs> like she's on fucking TikTok, you know. <laughs> Um, and, and with that, like, and yeah, her, she's saying to her like husband, she's just like, I got 3000 views on my latest workout video. I'm really helping people. <laughs> like I can just imagine. That's what people are on TikTok for <laughs> help. And yeah. all 3000 views were your husband. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't, I no, I, I think I mentioned on a previous episode where I was like downstairs just doing the dishes or something. And I just heard from upstairs, <laughs> My husband was like, fuck you, kid hood. (laughs) He came downstairs and I was like, did you just say fuck you, kid hood? And he was just like, yes. And like, it's because kid hood like talked like a nubile 19 year old Stacey mystician out of doing nudity and like prom night three or Mm -hmm. whatever it was. Uh, Kid hood did not have that conversation with Miriam McDonald. Just uh, saying. Uh. So Stefan is now talking with Kevin Smith. He's like, well, if we're in L.A., we got to talk to Kevin Smith. So uh, we talked to Kevin Smith, who I wouldn't mind this if he hadn't done those episodes. But because he did, it's just like, ugh. I really see. I like Kevin Smith. Like, I, I like his movies. I like he seems like a nice person. I just hate how he's inserted himself into the Degrassi franchise. And because we're Canadian... We're just like, oh my god, American, and just glom onto it. <laughs> he uh, he talks about how he he had been a fan when he was in the states, and then he went to film school in Vancouver. And his friend was like, you know, there was a movie, you know, they cursed, and he's like, what? <laughs> what is this? And then uh, Snake make cursing in my movies. Uh, What's the curse? <laughs> so much cursing. He's like <laughs> that scene where. Snake tells Caitlin, try not to suck any dicks when you're walking through the parking lot. It's a clerk. It's a clerk's reference, everyone. Uh, uh, Snake Snake does take credit for saying the word fuck first on Canadian television. Uh, He then has a conversation with Dio Ade, who played BLT. And they talk about his relationship with Michelle and they talk about all the negative fan mail that it generated, including Linda Schuyler then talking about a pastor in the Deep South being like, how can you show an interracial couple kissing? And I'm sure that as that pastor was writing it, he was diddling a child. <laughs> Ooh, controversial take from Alan. Well, I've had um, enough of that probably, shit. It's probably true, though. But before we got to Linda talking, um, BLT did say that, like, because <laughs> Stefan Brogren asked him about the controversy and, like, you know, the, they got a lot of, like, um, feedback about the black and white thing. And he said that the producers and whoever, like, whenever they got hate mail, like, they really sheltered the actors. So they never really had to read it, mm-hmm. um, which I was like, oh, that's really interesting because now, like, that almost would be not possible, right? Because of social media. Oh. So. It'd be fucking horrible. Like, yeah, but they would have quit the show. Imagine being able to like not have to read that because your producers like like scanned. sheltered you. Yeah, yeah. Marie, oh, did his mom nice call, or am I skipping ahead? 
Yes, it's, and then his mom calls while he's having the conversation. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I think I think he has a blackberry. Looks like a blackberry. Yeah, look, yeah. I believe so. So Snake's mom calls or BLT's mom calls? BLT's mom. BLT's. Oh, okay. I was hoping it was Snake's mom and she was <laughs> yes, just like, it was, it, was, it was BLT's mom from Degrassi. And the, <laughs> the baby carriage. <laughs> She's like, Mom, that was a show years ago. <laughs> Oh, I, I want to talk. Why don't you want to talk? <laughs> Do you know what the BLT has been doing or anything? Or... No. It's like, well, you've been down here. That's cool. Let's talk about BLT. They don't really focus on what Caitlin's do, what's doing. Any of them. What, like, any of them. No, they just kind of say like. Joey's selling the car. Like, hey, some of us got famous. Let's go talk to them. Uh, BLT is still acting regularly. And yes. Lots of things, so. He's been on a number of shows, yeah. Yeah. They talk about the UNICEF rap. Um, then... Which BLT doesn't have any recollection of at all. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you love that, right? When you, uh, I've, I've had that happen to me before. And I mean, I'm the I'm the Stefan in the situation where like, I'll see somebody and be like, yeah, like you remember when this happened? And I vividly remember it. And the other person's just humoring me. I'm like, yeah, it, so that was cool. it's usually a girl. And you're like, remember when we fucked? And they're like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Remember how good it was? Yeah, it was great. It's because cool. you're perpetually the sober one now, and that's why that happens to you. You're correct. Yeah. <laughs> they said it was great. It was great, Alex. And you're like, oh, my name's Alex. <laughs> sure thing, Andre. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, Stacy says okay. that her and Pat probably developed. Like, this is weird. She's like, we probably had a crush on each other. It's like, well, did you or did you not? Um, and she says... No, no. So Stefan asks about the feelings. And it, so she, he was like, do you think that Joey or Pat actually developed a crush on you? And then she said, actually, like, I kind of developed a crush on him. And then she went into this big explanation that she didn't want it to happen. And because she didn't want, like to get into it in real life and it would be all publicity shit and yada 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 that feels like a really nice way of saying she wasn't into him like oh you know yeah but the show Mm, what are you gonna do do right yeah we couldn't do it because of the Mm -hmm. show that's it Mm. Mm. well he did date uh the actress who played erica um at least during the school's out time so yes Mm. Maybe and it's think- also to save save some face with your friend. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember what group I was in and who posted it, but I think somebody else said that uh, Simon, the actor played Simon, dated one of the twins as well. Oh. Off screen. Maybe it was also Erica. Maybe she gets around. Well, we, no, know she we all know she does. <laughs> Uh, Stacy and Stefan talk about how everyone's story ended so shitty in School's Out, which we've talked about at length. Um, Pat says he thinks that Degrassi got so popular because it was 80s retro and Canadian pop culture. Two things that don't describe why it would have been like, that's not why. Like, people, I'm not like, oh, it's 80s retro. That's the only reason why I watch Degrassi now. Like, it connects with people, right? Like, that's, anyways. Uh, The twins say it achieved a cult status. I'd say that's true. Um, Mm -hmm. And then Stefan is talking about how some people uh, stayed friends. And other people moved on. And then we get some clips, including Melanie being like, is there any cake left? <laughs> uh, hot cake. Hot cake. Hot cake. 
Uh, Which then, is a funny scene on its own, but then it reminded me, like, didn't Melanie had to, like, kind of take off because she had, like, a stalker? Like, the actress who played Melanie? Did anybody else hear that? Does that ring a bell? Ooh, no. Yeah, I feel like she had some now sort that of crazy... You say this, this sounds vaguely familiar to me, but I don't... Maybe I'm just implanting false memories. <laughs> well, and in, in the like, Narbles and Brumets canon, uh, the actress who played Melanie had a stalker, everyone. <laughs> Confirmed. Uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's it. real. Yeah, I'll look into it and report back. Uh, so then they talk about one cast member who really disappeared, and we're going to talk about Neil Hope. Mm. So we give a rundown Aww. of Wheels, the character, and his shitty life. And then Stacy is telling Stefan, because I guess if we're led to believe that Stefan, at the point that he's talking with Stacy, doesn't know where Neil Hope is. And Stacy's like, well, Linda called me, and she's actually in contact with Neil. So Stefan goes to Windsor, Ontario. Ooh. <laughs> Oof. Yep. Capital of Canada. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, he's talking with uh, Neil Hope. So they're sitting there by the Detroit River. you got Detroit in the background, and they're having a chat. And there's, it's, I don't know. Like, it's a very good conversation, but there's some weird stuff here. My big, biggest question was, when was this filmed? Because, like I said, Neil because Neil Hope has a, a cameo in a season three of TNG, yeah. right? Yeah. So I think they said or at some point it was in 2005, and I think the next gen was in season five. So he, he's been on that show since. He disappeared, I guess? I don't know. I, I've read a bit about it, like, when I was ugh, reading the obituary and stuff like that. Like, he had a tendency to just disappear for a couple of years. And nobody could contact them, not family or friends or anything. And he would just disappear. And I guess if you really want to, you can. And he did. He would just like, yeah, nothing. So well, if you go to Windsor, you disappear. Then, like, <laughs> yeah, just yeah. don't contact anybody. Well, I mean, if you don't have anybody who's really willing to look for you, like yeah. hard, then it's pretty easy to disappear. Like, sure. I mean, if if your like if your friends and family are just like, well, guess he disappeared again, and don't bother to look for you. Like, it's pretty easy to mm -hmm. like make yourself scarce, right? Yeah. So if you yeah. if you're listening to this podcast, you already know the story. But uh, Neil Hope, who played Wheels on the show, you know, did you disappeared a lot of times, kind of emerged here and there, but basically lived a very troubled life after Degrassi was over, and eventually passed away. And no one talked about it for like five years. Like he died, and like five years later, they're like, Neil Hope's dead. Like. <laughs> Yeah, it didn't come out to the public until, like, the Canadian conscious until many years. I think it was, like, three years, four years have well, passed. Well, his, his family didn't even know until yeah. a few years after because they just thought he was in one of those periods when he would kind of mm -hmm. disappear for a while. Yeah. Yeah. So he says he got sick of wheels and needed time away from him, just like Snake. <laughs> um, mm. uh, he says he... <laughs> And then, like, so here's the first one where I'm like, oof. He's like, I picked up some of Wheels' traits. And again, they don't get into it, but mm -hmm. you know. Uh, they talk about how 
Uh, Neil Hope's dad died in real life, and so they did the dead parents storyline kind of right after that. And he's happy that they did it, so that's good. He's not like, they forced me to fucking deal with dead parents in the show, and I didn't want to. Be horrible. Mm -hmm. Um, And then uh, we get a clip of him hearing from his grandma, Derek, your parents are... Your parents are... Derek! So then Neil says that while he was doing the show, he really wanted to have a real job. And then he goes through some of his jobs. He worked at Money Mart and Pizza Pizza. Both he describes in customer service, but like that means he worked at the counter. Pizza Pizza, I'm sure Arlo was like, ooh. Uh, yeah, man. And like he the f- said, he he said he worked at the call center for Pizza Pizza. Oh, that's right. Yes, um, construction, landscaping, shipping, and receiving. So he's hopped around to jobs, and now he's like, I want to get back into like the acting and the good life. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So oh he basically admits like it sucked, and I made mm-hmm. shit money, and I really miss making more money and being in the limelight. Mm-hmm. Which made me wonder, what did these kids make on this show? Yeah, I was wondering too. I can't imagine they made a ton. Who? Cody Ann Moore's uh, compound. Ask him how much he's making. (laughs) Kid Hood. Kid Kid Hood, Hood, sorry. Oh, yeah, sorry. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that brings up another thing. This is something that's often discussed on various Facebook groups or Degrassi groups. And you see it oftentimes brought up if you follow any of the Degrassi characters on Twitter is that they got royally screwed out of a lot of money. Like they get no royalties or no like no money from the syndication. I don't think, right? No, not because they're non-union actors. I thought somebody said, or I... oh, yeah. they're definitely so, not a union. <laughs> no, for that so sh- they all yeah. got really screwed out of all of the money that the show made, um, which always made me wonder, like, who did get the money? Well, I don't think there was a lot of money. Like, like, I don't know. How, I, I don't know all the rules of like. Um, the actors' unions and stuff like that. I do know that on like every shoot, like you have to have a certain number of union people who are getting paid union wages. Um, and I'm not sure how playing with time would be able to skirt around that. Um, it doesn't mean that you as an actor have to be union to get those union wages. Um, they just have to pay a certain amount of people with those union wages every time they shoot or at least that's been my experience and keeping... so you might not be a union actor but you might be making union wages for that particular day or that particular shoot and keep in mind that this is on the cbc and on pbs like it's not beverly yeah. hills 90210 like it's I don't think that there was any money, like really, to be uh, yeah, made. Yeah, I'm off not of this. sure that edu- like I, I don't know what the rules are for like quote educational television or something like that. Like there might be totally different rules for that. I have no idea. But I mean, like I've seen a number of actors, like smart actors, like the actress who played Kathleen. Like they have come out and said, like like the show is syndicated all over the world, and they've made money. Like there's definitely an implication that like they're not getting any. Yeah, the money's going somewhere, but I mean, how much can there be? Like they release they re- release DVDs that like let's be honest, they're shitty DVDs. The whole show is for fucking free on YouTube. Like 
But you're right, though. There was a lot of syndication in the 90s. Um, yeah, and apparently they didn't get, like, the actors didn't get fairly compensated for it at yeah. all. I, I, I mean, like I agree with because that. Because it was on CBC, it's different for some reason. Like, it's because it's public broadcasting, it doesn't have to follow the same stuff. I'm sure the actors on TNG are better compensated. I, I'm, I think that Justin Trudeau should look into this and uh, get some back pay. <laughs> for this is probably Justin Trudeau's fault. It is. Everything is his fault. So this is, the, this is the Wii scandal. Yeah, it is. Uh, so Neil Hope then says that he wishes the show had gone on a little longer. His life would have been on a more positive note. And I was like, well, when the show ended, you were in jail, like, and you weren't getting out. So then what? Like, well, I mean, they could have found him innocent. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know. Lucy wanted <laughs> chips. Kid, <laughs> killed the judge was like, I agree. It was not your fault Lucy wanted chips. Yeah, I sentenced Lucy <laughs> to yeah. 10 years for wanting chips. The gallows. Yeah. Chips. Uh, so then they talk about the zit remedy. Neil says he hated every zit remedy scene. Uh, I mean, he probably, you know, I'm, I, I'm guessing he didn't play uh, bass and it was probably awkward for him. And well, then. He probably just had to act goofy. And then finally, at the very end of this, we are moving on to the next generation. Uh, So it is in season five when this documentary was being made. Pat Mastriani says that next generation sounds like Star Trek. It's like, well, yeah, they Star Trek had a similar title. You're correct. That was on purpose, though, I think. I think I remember reading it that that was on purpose. Mm -hmm. Um, Stefan is talking to uh, a couple of actors, uh, Miriam McDonald, Jake Epstein, and Adamo Ruggiero. And Ruggiero uh, is asked if he saw the original show. And uh, he says he only saw like one episode. Yeah, he's like, I watched one episode like last week. And all of our hearts died inside. (laughs) So bad. Uh, they talk about the first two shows that they did with Next Gen, which, of course, we reviewed a couple of months ago. And uh, Linda Shiler talks about how the demographics of those episodes, which featured old and new cast members, were interesting. And so then she talks about, so we kept the split between old and new, which they don't do at all over the course of season one. I mean, they start... They really started up in season two where you really get... And and I didn't realize that. I thought that they threaded in those old characters from the very beginning, but they don't, right? They do two episodes. Just the first two episodes, yeah. And then aside from Mm. Snake and Spike, they have no other appearances until season two. Radish, yeah. Um, So then Jake Epstein talks about working with Pat Mastriani. And I don't know. I get the impression here that Jake Epstein is like... He's like, oh, you taught me a lot of things, but I, he's kind of like, I don't know. I get the, like, fuck that guy vibe from. Yeah, I got that. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can hear in the background, it's like, he's like, you haven't acted in 25 years or something. Yeah. Like, he makes he's like, he's trying to mentor me. And yeah. Yeah. Mm, you haven't acted in 25 years. Mm-hmm. Couldn't even get what you wanted for your fucking car. <laughs> 
And I mean, in all honesty, too, like I would imagine I don't you know, I know what Jake Epstein has gone on to do since he was on Next Generation. I don't know what he did before it, but I would probably say at this point in time when Jake Epstein is at season five of the show, he has more acting chops than Pat Mastriani does at season five of The Next Generation. That would be my guess. I think so, too, but it's not at all a fair comparison, right? No, like, uh, it's two different worlds. I totally get that. But then they're like, well, Pat mentors you. And Jake's like, yeah, that's that's it. Like, I don't need him. I'm fucking Jake Epstein. Yeah. Uh, he says that uh, this is Jake Epstein, that the next generation tries to recreate the old Degrassi with more money and a better wardrobe. Um, I mean, Yes. Uh, Stefan talks about how well the show has done in Canada and the U.S. And then we show these meet and greets in malls like it's a fucking Tiffany concert. Uh, (laughs) So we got screaming fans. The show has won a lot of awards. So that's great. And then we decide that we have to be fucking cringeworthy at the end. So we show a clip from the Kevin Smith episodes. Uh. (laughs) Yeah. He's like... Uh, he talks about being part of the show, and he's like, I just didn't want to be the guy who made the show jump the shark. And I was like, uh, dude. That's exactly what you did. And it's like the first thing he says. And I have not seen these episodes, but just looking at them going, oh, this makes me want to, this makes me want to be very sad. What is going on here? <laughs> like, oh, so bad. Uh, I don't know. Bad, bad, bad. Oof. And he uh, hits it. Like he says... I didn't want to be the one to pooch the show. I was like, that's a strange thing to bring up. Like the first thing you said that, you know, you don't want to jump the shark and all this stuff. And that's what you push to the, to the front. Oh, and you like have, in a subconscious like, way, you know, that yeah, you're absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, like I wish he'd kind of been like, you know, my shows were kind of fucking like cringeworthy. I can admit it. Like if you just said that. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. You could yes. even be like the, you know, I wasn't expecting the producers to say yes, and they shouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I, we'll get to the shows in a couple months, I guess. But uh, mm. it's like it, they could have done it and have him in it with like a, a very minor role, and it could have worked. But the, the episodes were he was like in it way, way too much and way too involved. Well, and everyone's a fucking movie star. Like, fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Fuck off, Kevin Smith. Yeah. Uh, so finally, Stefan says, and this is his kind of like final comments as we voice over the end of this documentary. The show may look different, but they connect in the same way that they make stories for youth. And one day, the next generation will also be nostalgic. And I thought the sad thing is, it is. Like, this new Today show is, is now day. like, they did 14 fucking seasons, and now it's like old school. And those kids are all like in their 30s. And, uh,. Mm-hmm. God rolled. <laughs> Alan was Alan was today years old when you realized <laughs> next gen was nostalgic. <laughs> and that is the end of the Degrassi story. So what'd you think, folks? I again I think like we mentioned at the beginning, it's nice for the casual watcher. Um I liked it because I had no idea it existed. Um and even though I knew all of the Palooza information and stuff, like I still thought there was little tidbits of, of 
like interesting facts uh, in this documentary that I didn't know, like the fucking car thing. Classic. Um, I think my favorite part, though, was tracking down Neil Hope. Like I, I think I mentioned off, like I got legit a little bit teary eyed talking to him just because we know what happens and it's just, uh, yeah. It's, Even his voice sounds rough in that video, in that clip, yeah. right? It just, yeah. oh, I don't know why. It just killed hard me. Like, just, you know how hard he's had it. You know what happened to him at the end. Like, it just, yeah, that scene just really, like, yeah. whew. I felt so bad for him. I would have liked if they got more into where are they now with the, the people that played these different characters. And obviously, I would like if they had more of the old school characters in there because it was very few. Like, it'd be interesting to know, like, the thought behind this. Like, how it played out, how they tracked, like, why did they decide on the twin, like, the people that they chose to interview, like, um, what was the decision-making, were they the easiest people to get a hold of? Yeah, they're people who agreed right away, like, fuck it. It's like people they're still friends with, they're just like, yeah, I'll get them. Yeah, and the reason I wonder (laughs) is just knowing that the Palooza stuff, right, like, we know that, that the the Joey or the Pat documentary, like, they have so many more characters on it. So, I mean, I think they questions. discovered over time, right? Like at this point, you know, people have moved on to the next gen. There's probably not a lot of chatter about Degrassi. Like the online communities probably weren't what they were these days. And, you know, Pat kind of discovered in the late 2010s that, oh shit, like this is a real fucking thing that we can, that we can get some money out of. But also that's not, you know, I get, I feel like he's genuinely not milking it for money. He's doing it because there's a fan base and they can, uh, and I think he wants to reconnect with everybody who did the show. Like, I feel like he's genuinely doing that. Um, but it's, it is also something where they can, you know, they can kind of go back to this, uh, go back to the well with Degrassi. And I just don't think I mean, they knew it's it nice at the time. to be able to make a career out of it, you know? Yeah. Like, Why not? You know, fuck it. Like you did the yeah. work. Keep cashing oh, in sure. on it. Yeah. Well, and I, I agree. Like, I feel like he does really enjoy reconnecting with fans and all that stuff and like if you can make a fucking career out of doing stuff that you enjoy like go for it get that cash do it um just like we will like 20 years from now we'll be like oh there's this real <laughs> fucking fan base for narwhals and broomheads we should do a convention we should do an auction i'll sell my apple earbuds <laughs> <laughs> and i'll buy them and be like i'm gonna flip these <laughs> Um, I, what does Pat Mastrani do now? Like, I have no idea. That's something I, like, I know Stefan obviously was involved. <laughs> right, I think he's right, directing. Write him on one of his, uh, on the Degrassi, like, page, the one that he runs on Facebook and be like, do you have a job? <laughs> see, see, do it, write it like that. Sir. Yeah. Mm. What do you I mean, do? He, he might just do, like, the con circuit. Like, because they can appear at Comic-Con and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, he did have the live, he went live two days ago, I think, just to discuss the auction for him and Stacey, Mrs. and stuff. And he was saying, like, they had this whole tour planned out mm-hmm. for the um, the Palooza thing and then obviously got canceled for COVID. Well, and, so. like, last year they did the whole Schools Out, um, or two years ago, I guess, they did the whole Schools Out, like, screening in movie theaters and stuff like that. Like, those appearances cost, I mean, they they are paid money to do those things. So like a lot of um, sort of, I mean, I don't want to be mean and say past their prime, but like a lot of actors who are very famous for, you know, a past role 
or whatnot um, can be very successful on like the Comic-Con circuit and like getting photos with people and like doing those kinds of appearances. So, I mean, that may be part of his income. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of money in nostalgia for sure. Maybe yeah, he has yeah. an OnlyFans. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, where, well, he's, where he, he's, I mean, he does he, videos with that hat in front of his cock and he's like, hey, <laughs> I'm walking through the cafeteria. Yeah. Well, yeah. there's cameos. Like, that's... Yeah, money for everyone. Is, is he on there? Yeah. I don't. I mean, if Stefan Brogren is on there, I would assume that he's on there. Uh, I'm gonna look at cameo and see somewhere. I haven't. And if fucking when... Mike Boogie is on there. Like, hey man, Mike Boogie sent me a birthday message, so he's like, "What's I'm, up, motherfucker?" I'm aware. Uh, so, all right, Degrassi. Let's see. Here are all the characters who you can get cameos for. Um. Wait, there's only one page when you search for Degrassi. There's way more than this. Andrea Lewis, who played Hazel, is twenty five bucks. Uh and what uh deal. and yeah, uh deal. Sarah Bearable, and I don't know where her last name is because it's hyphenated. Oh, there we go. Uh Tishauer, who played Liberty, is forty. So there you go. Oh. Yeah. Alright. I'm typing in Pat Masteroni. On Instagram for yeah. free. <laughs> I'm not seeing a Pat Masteroni when I start typing it in. I, I think they might do them specifically through the Degrassi, like, Palooza memorabilia. I seem to remember seeing something about it, like, a, a live video message on request or something like that. So Cameo okay, don't get their cut. Stefan Brogren's 50 bucks now, but I know that they do sales and shit. 50? Rebecca Black is 500. <laughs> Holy <laughs> <geez>. Wow. <laughs> Right. Well, we, I will go on. I will do a cameo for uh, one of our listeners for twenty dollars, <laughs> and I will do. I will talk so, in the wheels, grandma voice, or in the uh, the abortion fetus woman's voice. You, you choose. I like happy birthday. What yeah. do you? <laughs> Do you Damn, have to go right out and party all of your birthdays? Yeah, I don't know. You couldn't even be bothered to come home for your birthday. You're 30 years old. I remember 30 years ago on this day when you were just a baby. <laughs> you throw them all get their money's worth. Uh-huh. Exactly. Uh, we're excited for the money. So uh, our next episode, we're going to start season two of Degrassi, The Next Generation. We're going to keep this rolling at least as long as the COVID train is rolling, which will be for a while. So, uh, again, join us. We're going to be recording it live. That is on March 26th, 2021, by the way. If you're listening to this three years from now, we already did it. So it's over. Mm-hmm. Do not tune into the new Facebook or whatever it's called three years from now. Yeah, um, you missed out. Yeah, go to Facebook. Facebook. Uh, search for Narbos and Broomheads. You can either join the group for this uh, for this podcast or you'll find the event. It is our one-year anniversary. Starts at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time um, on Facebook. And we'll be going for the two episodes and uh, like we've done before. So it's always a good time. Come join us. We will read all the comments through the chat. And there will be shenanigans. Right, everyone? Whoop, whoop. Uh, so right. many shenanigans. We should replay the very first episode of our podcast the night before. Where? On Facebook? 
I don't know. I mean, you could just go to Spotify. Go yeah. Yeah, Anyone can listen to the first episode. Yeah, it is everywhere the night before. for you to listen to. That's true. It's pretty bad. Um, <laughs> so there you go, folks. I guess uh, that's it. So we will uh, see you all in a few days. Join us live. It's going to be a fun time. Peace. Bye. Later. Well, I just said I don't get my love. Maybe I would. I would walk around and got makeup. Don't you get to call my dreams.